Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into searching in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. Searching. Searching is uh, a new movie called uh, Searching. That's a 2018 movie directed by Anish Chiganti. Uh, this is the only movie that he has directed, according to Letterboxd, and that I've seen. And it stars John Cho, Deborah Messing, Joseph Lee, Michelle La, and others. It is not out, really, yet. Uh, I believe it's in like nine theaters this weekend, as it rolls out a limited release. And the general premise is John Cho is a father whose daughter goes missing, and he helps, uh, and and in some cases goes a little overboard, uh, the police uh, to try to find her and track down clues. And the conceit is that the entire film is shot on a screen, uh, and all movies are on a screen, but what I mean is it's... um, all you see are screens, you know, you're watching a computer screen, that's everything, or a phone, or uh, a security camera or something. Um, there's no legitimate, you know, film work, fi- filmmaking, fi- uh, camera work going on in a traditional sense. So, you know, it feels more like screen capture or uh, screen sharing than it does, you know, camera filming. And uh, that's, you know, that's a conceit that we've seen before. Um, The Unfriended series has done that. Uh, I believe Friend Request did that too. I haven't seen Friend Request. And there's there's an Elijah Wood movie that did it, I believe. So, you know, this isn't the first time this has happened. But this is the in my opinion, easily the best time this has happened. Uh, None of those other movies that I mentioned or was aware of come even close (laughs) um, to, to, you know, worthwhile in that sense. And I think Searching uses its conceit brilliantly and feels organic. You know, you're not spending the whole movie... uh, wondering, you know, well, wouldn't this make more sense if we saw it from, like, a different perspective? Or, you know, wouldn't this make more sense if we saw it this way or that way or another way? And I don't think so. I I think the movie does make a lot of sense showing us how it is because much of the movie is John Cho on a computer. You know, he spends most of his time, you know, going through his computer and looking for information, trying to find connections and clues that the police might not be able to. He spends a lot of it on his daughter's computer, um, you know, finding information about her and her pictures and her friends and her accounts and all that other stuff. And I think that, um, you know, that's that's it, you know, like, that's that's what the movie wanted, and that's what the movie needs, and, and that's how the movie is effective in its storytelling, and it is effective, you know, it shows multiple, you know, it shows lots of FaceTime, and, and it shows phone conversations, you get um, television feeds of news reports, 
you have um, streaming videos, and it just it just goes on and on and on. And each time, it it really is fascinating. You know, we get us. There's multiple times where we see the screensaver on the on the just on the in the movie, like it's just a screensaver. And I, I just think that all the decisions that were made were super, were very fascinating and ultimately led to an experience that I think uh, uh, most people can connect with. And beyond that, the opening sequence of the movie uh, kind of shows you, the est- establishes a relationship between Cho and um, his wife and daughter. And you see her, his daughter, uh, from birth to to 16 years old when she goes missing and how she's interacted with computer the whole time like it's only compu- computer footage video footage that we see of them so it's you know from the first computer that they get to uh, videos that they take and posts on YouTube to Facebook to to you know calendar reminders and and it kind of sets the stage for what's to happen and it gives you enough of a backstory to really connect you with these characters and I I think that's that's what makes the movie so it's what helps you you know really follow this story and be invested in it you know you get this build up you get this uh, foundation for who this girl is, you know, we get to watch her play the piano and, and you know, how close she is with her parents and, and you know, her slow, dis, uh, you know, how, how she slowly becomes, you know, just like a, you know emotional teenager and, and deals with that situation. So that's fun and, and that's interesting and that's fascinating in and of itself. You get, uh, but, but, the, but the majority of the film follows John Cho. And, you know, he is handling things as well as he can. Um, You know, we see in the opening montage that the mother dies of cancer. And so it's just him, him and his daughter. And, you know, we get early on, he chastises her over not taking out the trash. We get, uh, you know, he kind of you know, in the early stages of her going missing and when he doesn't realize that she's missing, when he only thinks that she's not talking to him or she's busy or at school or whatever the situation may be, you know, watching him go through the stages of of thinking like, oh no, something terrible's happened until he finds out, oh no, it's just this. And then, oh no, something else terrible's happened. Oh no, it's just this. And finding all of these rational explanations for what really took place. And, you know, those are things that, that that is a terrifying <laughs> sequence of events because you know if something has happened if something has gone wrong you want to be able to know that from the jump you want to know as soon as possible and to have and and the idea that so many of these um bumps along the way can convince you that there's nothing wrong when something is wrong is terrifying you know you you think you know not me not being a parent, but I'm sure every parent, you know, has had a moment where, you know, they question the, the you know, the, something that makes sense on the off chance that it's not true or that there's something else going on. And I think you worry that, you know, if that happens once, it can happen again. And, 
you know, how many, you, you struggle to reassure yourself that things are okay and you try to convince yourself that, you know, your kid won't ever do anything wrong and that, that they know best and that they are responsible enough to take care of themselves and make the right choices. But, you know, it's not always that simple. As, as many other movies have shown, you know, it's not just the kid's fault. It's not always that the kid can't make the right choices. It's sometimes that there aren't any right choices to make. And uh, this movie tries to tries to play with that that duality. It tries to it spends a lot of its time trying to in, indicate at least that you know what happened in you know the the reason that she is missing the, the you know throughout the entire process is not you know is is simultaneously you know nobody's fault and everybody's fault and you know you have John Cho blaming himself you know the further he gets into her life and the more he finds that he didn't realize and wasn't aware of uh, you have Deborah Messing, who plays the detective on the case, and, you know, she is constantly telling him that he shouldn't blame himself, but also, you know, she is really beating herself up about what's happening and, and not being able to find her yet as the movie progresses. You have John Cho's brother, um, who, you know, is, is is kind of in the same situation where he's telling John Cho, like, look, you know, it's it's you know i did things like this when i was a kid you know it's not your fault it's you know it's just who kids are and what kids do and and the whole time it it just really kind of plays and hits home uh with that that fear of you know you can do everything right and it can all still go to shit or you know maybe you haven't been doing everything right and that's the reason and you don't know if one of those is really better than the other because, yeah, you don't want to have to, you don't want yourself to be at fault. But if you can do everything right and things still go wrong, like, does that make it like that's also awful? That's a terrible reality to, to live in, and that sucks. And, you know, it's not easy to reconcile either side of that argument, either side of that situation. And, I think the movie does a fantastic job of really making you feel both sides. Um, you know, we we get to find watch John Cho uncover like all these old com- all these conversations and all these videos that uh, his daughter made, and that you know she, you know, we learn very very early on in the movie that six months has gone by and she has stopped uh, taking piano lessons and. John, he, he, her dad's been giving her $100 a week for piano lessons and she's just been t- pocketing that money and not going to piano lessons and like that is a huge deal like that is a lot to take and who knows um, how anyone, any other parent might react in the same situation to find that out you know probably not great you know that's uh, betraying of trust and you know equivalent to to theft almost and you know it just it's deceitful and lying and really problematic but you know throughout the as the film progresses we learn we start to think you know we think that the reason that this is happening is for one reason and then you know no it's not that it's something else and each new reason that they give or provide or show or or hint at that it could be that this is happening 
uh, is is just a completely different avenue to travel down. And I, what I love is that the movie gives you enough time to go far enough down each of these avenues to really understand why or why not this makes any sense. Um, so, for instance, uh, at one point it is um, proposed that she just ran away. Um, and if she did, uh, you know, she's been taking this money, she's been saving it to uh, fund whatever little expedition she's going on, and that's, you know, that's kind of it. And so, you know, you follow that trail of breadcrumbs, and, you know, along the way there are things about it that make sense, there are things about it that don't make sense, and, and then you kind of learn something more about the situation and can come to a different conclusion and try to follow that rabbit hole like well does this make any more or less sense than if she just ran away and does this make any you know is it you know was she abducted was she kidnapped uh was she um i don't know sex trafficked uh you know all these different you know was she killed was she was she hurt was she in an accident was she all these different options that that it could possibly be and you don't have a great idea of what they are other than you're eliminating things as the movie goes along and you're doing that through John Cho who you know is you know adamant that uh one he you know he's adamant about every single thing but he's adamant that you know this was his fault he's adamant that you know there's some and nothing ever adds up you know he's he's constantly being convinced of this thing and that thing and you know, when somebody, uh, you know, he gets in a lot of trouble when he overreacts to to what I can only guess. They don't really specify what happened, but, like, basically what it, what amounts to a joke uh, for attention. He reacts poorly and uh, is, is severely chastised for such a thing. <clears throat> um, but, but outside of that, so outside of that, outside of John Cho, uh, I, I really love... I love John Cho. I thought he was great in the movie. Uh, I also really enjoyed Deborah Messing in this uh, as the cop uh, who is uh, embattled and, and and constantly, you know, she she's constantly in converse in in communication with John Cho. She's keeping him up to date on on the situation. She is doing everything she in in her power to to resolve the situation and to figure out what happened. And you know, I thought she does a great job in this movie. And there's a scene where uh, <clears throat> she talks about her son. And so we see her son a couple of times, but he, he's kind of very much a background character. And she talks about, she's trying to convince John Cho that, you know, it's not his fault that, that he, you know, of course every, every kid hides something from their parents. You know, everything's not completely transparent. And she's telling him a story about her son and, uh, what she did to kind of like cover up for him and uh, when she realized that he'd been going around stealing money from their neighbors and you know it's it's a nice scene it's a really powerful scene because um, it has a lot of sort of ripple effects throughout the movie uh, particularly with John Cho you know he it, it really kind of feels like after that he starts um Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? He starts to 
reason himself into different positions and different places that I don't think he otherwise would have. You know, like he he kind of he he takes a, a, a heavier burden on his own shoulders because of this, and that's you know for better or worse in some cases, but it, it allows him to look at some of the things she does she did like the money and the piano lessons and the other things that he learns along the way and he kind of takes them he he he, he in, it's interesting he he kind of reacts even more violently in some sense to to them with with regards to uh, a situation a, a pretty pretty really tense and uh, scary moment that we we fear is happening at one point in the movie, and uh, when the, when the truth is out, you know he he learns things about his daughter, and he kind of just can't believe how disconnected they are and how separated they are from each other, and you know when when the truth happens and when he realizes exactly why that is and what's really been going on and and why uh things are in such a state of um such a problematic state uh you end up with this this feeling of just really he he just i think he just looks disappointed and he looks frustrated, and he he's kind of exhausted and uh, just just overwhelmed by everything. Uh, you know, it's it's just been building up to this moment, and he is. It doesn't. It can't. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> at this point, it feels it doesn't matter. It's like nothing he can learn can possibly, you know make him feel any better about the situation and I think looking back at that that anecdote that Deborah Messing character Messing character uh, tells him uh, you know he wishes he could have had that option you know he wishes that like the circumstances under which he discovered all these things he was in a position where he could make them not matter or he could move past them or he could address them in any other way than uh frustration and just just you know he he's he's kind of his hands are tied because you know he doesn't have his daughter there to like confront her to talk to her and that is that's a lot that's a lot to take uh so, so there there's a lot going on in this movie the other thing I wanted to mention uh, is this movie has a lot, a lot of um, foreshadowing. Uh, not all of, some of which uh, I thought I caught on to pretty quickly, but some of which I didn't. Um, there is, I'm trying to think, there's one, <sighs> there's one that um, I, I really loved and I, I was surprised I caught on to it. Uh, which I really can't give away because of how big of a spoiler it is. But uh, there's, you know, even the most innocuous details that you might see, you know, in a picture, in a phrase, uh, in a 
and in articles, you know, anything that John chose looking up when he's searching through his or his daughter's computer, like all of it, almost all of it comes up uh, as, as a, is important, you know, whether it's important at that moment or whether it becomes important later, nothing is, is, uh, is glossed over. Nothing is irrelevant. It all matters in the end. And I think part of that, that, that sort of perfect jigsaw puzzle uh, uh, way that everything fits together can probably will probably rub people a little bit uh, of the wrong way. You know, I think pieces do fall into place a little too cleanly at the end for me, but I think that um, all, all in all, it is a very cathartic and satisfying ending uh, because and you know you you want you want the ending to not come out of nowhere but but at least uh, quite make you want to make you think about what you just saw in a sense in a way that you weren't aware of uh, and and I think this ending definitely does that. I think it puts you. It really does make me want to see the movie again, and and really under and take a have a better understanding of the sequence of events and who's doing what when, and you know looking for the the layers that some of these characters have to them that you aren't aware of until halfway three quarters at the end of the movie. Uh, and I think that that is that is what you that is the hallmark of a mystery movie. You know, it's it's a you know the best of them don't just solve the mystery. They, they give you the clues along the way and then at the end make you have to kind of rewatch the movie to truly follow what was really happening. And, and that, is, that is something I think Searching has in spades. In spades, definitely. Um, what else we got? Joseph Lee as Peter, which is um, John Cho's brother. I liked him actually. I thought he was good in this movie. He he starts off a little one note, uh, you know, and then I think there's a pretty big scene, part uh, toward the second, towards the final act of the movie that is um, really effective. Uh, Michelle La as Margot is not in the movie a ton. Um, we mostly see her in videos, but you know, like that's the movie, so. Uh, I liked her. I thought she does a good job um, in the movie, and I, I think she she does a good job of have she she is kind of the character tasked with hiding the most layers in in her appearance and in her outward presentation, and I think she pulls that off. Uh, whereas you know John Cho, on the other hand, is you know having to uncover layers as the movie goes along you know that we don't maybe he doesn't even know that are there in the beginning and sort of come to terms with those things uh so like you kind of have that um those opposite sides of that coin there um but that's that's about it though I, you know it's those are pretty much the characters in the movie it's those four Everything else is is very much background noise, <laughs> almost, for for what is being 
presented to to you on the screen. <clears throat> so I don't know. I, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I enjoyed is is a relative term. I really liked the movie. I thought it was very good. Uh, I do. I am still a little behind uh, in in putting in numbers um, to the spreadsheet, but I have a good. I, I think this one's going to fall around an eighty plus or minus a few points, de uh, depending on what I how I feel when I get to it. At that point, uh, it, it really did affect me and 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 work for me. Uh, as far as you know, Circle of Film Awards. I think John Cho is currently in the conversation for lead. Uh, I think Deborah Messing is maybe in the conversation for supporting. Supporting is a little weaker of a category, so I think she she has a chance to get in there too. And uh, I don't know that that's about it. <clears throat> I really like the score. I thought you know the score really <clears throat> worked with to rack um, sort of build up the tension and and sort of center you in in what was happening, especially in moments where you can't see. Uh, the face of any character, and you're just looking at a computer screen. I really liked the the score of this movie, and yeah, uh, anecdotally, <clears throat> so this was the first of a <clears throat> double feature I watched last night. And as I was in between movies, um, I was overhearing some of the other um, audience members talking and and reacting and. You know, some of them, you know, talking about how the, this, that, the other. Oh, I saw this twist coming. Oh, I saw this twist coming. Oh, I knew so-and-so was such-and-such. And, such. and what, this one woman I heard, overheard, uh, basically, uh, to paraphrase so that I don't give anything away, was upset that the movie had a resolution. She was upset that the movie ended, uh, that it that it wrapped itself up. And that just, I don't, I don't understand that critique at all. Uh, you know, sure, there are plenty of movies that don't really, you know, like I, I kind of mentioned how, how Searching has kind of wraps a bow on things, maybe a little too neatly for my liking, but like it has to, like it's a movie about a missing person and you have to find the person at the end. Do, should, should we not have, uh, you know, I don't, then if we don't, like, what was the whole point? I, I don't know. I, it was such a weird sentiment and and thing. I, I just I don't get that at all. It was really odd. So, I don't know. That was funny. Um, but, yeah, Searching. I, I'm a big thumbs up on it. I think if you can get to see it next weekend, definitely try to because it's a pretty, pretty powerful movie, in my opinion. Um Awesome. So, uh, that's, that's going to be it for today's episode. Um, yeah. So, thank you for listening to today's episode. Really appreciate it. It's great. If you'd like to check out more episodes, more information, Circle of Film Awards, uh, top 10 list, things like that, you can find all that over at circleoffilm.com. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can do so on Twitter, at Circle of Film, or through email, circleoffilm at gmail.com. If you would like to support the show, you can do so on patreon.com slash circle of film for as little as eight cents an episode. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. So thank you for listening to today's episode. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the statement.
I know she'll never leave me Even as she fades from view So long, farewell, I'll be to saying adieu In the name of love One night in the name of love So long, farewell, oh what I'll be to say Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute So long